Hey everyone, welcome back to Demon Slayer Chronicles. Today we'll be diving into episode five of the Entertainment District arc titled Things Are Gonna Get Real Flashy. And that is because fighting is finally beginning and we're gonna be diving all into that today. As always, I am your host, Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me, I have Dylan Beal, and we'll be diving into everything that happened in this episode and our thoughts of what are coming next. But for a very short recap, the episode does start off with Tengen actually finding one of his three wives, learning a little bit about how he was captured by Daki and the situation that was going on. And then it goes right back over to Tanjiro actually fighting Daki, trying to hold his own using his new flame breathing that he's clearly had a little bit of a backstory and kind of uh, training cycle on that we'll talk more about here in a second but then it goes over to the rest of the group who are fighting a belt like monster underground that clearly has a ton of women captured and they actually end up taking out most of the belt and then Tengen shows up at the end to kind of help save the last two of his wives and all of them are connected and we even get a short little moment talking about the relationship between the three lives and Tengen and just learning a little bit more about him kind of making him a more fleshed out character but that's a very short level recap. Obviously, a lot of you guys have already watched this episode, but kind of a handful of things to dive in. And I want to start first off with talking about Tangier versus Daki Dylan. Yeah. I mean, it's even with flame breathing, which we've always kind of been teased is going to be his next power up. It's not looking great for him. So I want to talk about both those of if he has a chance of really getting out of this. And two, flame breathing is going to be sick, right? Yeah, so I just wanted to get into, like, actually the fight itself. So one thing I thought that was really interesting is they go into a lot of the micro-movements here. So they're talking a lot about, like, oh, I have to fall in this way, or to recover, I have to do this little thing. I love that. I love, like, seeing what does it take to become, like, beyond human as, like, a Demon Slayer. And even with all of those little things happening, he still can't keep up at all. Yeah. I mean, this is clearly one of the strongest uh, demons that Tenjiro's fought up to the point. And I think they made a very clear point of that leading up to it. And I think even when you see him using his specialty, like, oh, like, I can only do these a couple attacks and I'm done for, like, that kind of a move and it's still not going to really seem like it's enough. That's always kind of a scary moment for this. Because, again, the thing Demon Slayer does so well is to remind you that these are demons. They can recover. They can recuperate. They can come back no matter what. But if Tanjiro takes one wrong attack like you said he has to die this way he has to roll he does one thing wrong he's dead or he's severely injured and might as well be dead so yeah. i think already setting it off at the very beginning of the fight of the big difference between those obviously that's always brought up every single fight but i think that's going to be something that's really going to impact this fight for between these two especially with how powerful they are tengen seems to be preoccupied already um it just feels like there's going to be a lot going on here and i don't feel like it looks good for tanjiro already so one thing I saw that I think is a potential, like, level up, like, here, here's just me, like, trying to, like, meta it a little bit. So he's more powerful when he can, when, whenever he has a fever, right? And it's all about breathing, controlling your stuff. So, like, the next thing for him has to be a breathing technique that raises his body temperature. That has to be it, right? Yeah. Like, that has to be the next logical conclusion for getting his, uh, his flame breathing to the next level. But, like, obviously that's not going to come right out of this fight. But still, like, he needs help. Like, he needs some sort of help. Like, there's there's no shot he takes us on his own here. Like, someone has to step in at this point. And we all know who that'll be more than likely. More than likely, Nezgo, who's he's just dropped off, is going to come into the fight at some point, I would guess. I mean, I think they made a very clear point that Tanjiro feels alone, that no one knows he's really fighting, that, like, they know there's fighting off in the distance. But, like, 
they've made it very clear that Tanjiro is kind of on his own and he's not going to be getting, Tengen isn't going to show up 30 more seconds in the fight. Like he's off dealing with something else right now. Um, yeah. So I, I think that is going to give us the favorite power combo of Tanjiro and Nezuko coming up here, which I always love seeing. I do always, I know Nezuko almost as much of a main character as Tanjiro, kind of a 1A, 1B, but I do want to see Tanjiro actually maybe injure her before Nezuko comes out, and that pisses her off really badly, and, and then Nezuko has to come and save the day. Like, I don't want it to feel like without Nezuko, Tanjiro's actually a shitty demon slayer. He kind of is to a point, but he is getting stronger, but I just don't want it to always feel like, oh, Nezuko's going to come out and save the day. Because that's already yeah. what it kind of feels like when things aren't looking good for him. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's true. And I think it's all going to depend on how does Nezuko's power stack up against Daki's. Because, like, Daki is more powerful than, like, anything we've seen so far. So, like, seeing where they kind of compare with each other. Because, like, hopefully they lean on, like, Tanjiro and Nezuko really have to team up together to fight Daki. Rather than just, like, Nezuko saving the day. Do you think there's any chance he just runs away? Like, that's yes. a very non-main character thing to do, but do you think Tanjiro is one of those main characters that actually like, you know what, I'm probably going to die here. Let's just run. I I think yes, but not this fight. I think he has it in him, but not for this fight. Like, I don't I don't get those vibes. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like it, especially because he feels like he's protecting the one woman and all that kind of stuff, too. So if it was just a one-on-one -on -one fight that he just kind of stumbled onto, I agree, but I feel like like every main character, when you're protecting someone, you're going to fight to the death. And that always kind of goes one way or another. But um, I think we didn't, I mean, while the fight has started, I think a lot of the fight kind of focused on Tanjiro talking to himself about flame breathing. So I yeah. think next episode is where the fight's really going to start kind of seeing what happens. He's do some flame breathing. He's obviously going to be a lot more tired now. So I think next episode will be a lot more Tanjiro versus Daki talking. So I think if you're good with moving over to the other fight that kind of happened, I think we can kind of see more of what happened underground with the belt, with the wives, Tengen, yeah, and the rest. We need to talk about that belt. What What is that belt? Like, what, what is this sentient belt? It is weird. Like, I know it's part of her. She has to be because she kind of has the around. It's the same design. She kind of used it to capture the one woman. But, like, it still just feels weird that we haven't seen, like, a sentient item and it, it doesn't it seem like it's stocky yeah it's not stocky they kind of communicate yeah. it seems like more so it's maybe like i don't know it, it is something very different for demon slayer which i like but at the same time it's one of those things that'll never be explained and i think worrying about it too much but uh, so what i'm just considering i guess until we see uh, like otherwise entertainment district just throw the logic out the window we, we got we got muscle mice we got talking belts just don't even think too much about it. Just let it happen. I mean, eventually at some point you have to start kind of throwing a lot of that stuff out the window. I mean, I think muscle mice are more explainable than the belt. In this universe, muscle mice are more explainable than the belt. It doesn't make much more sense, but if I had to pick between the two, I think muscle mice you could explain away. The belt, I mean, I guess we've never seen a demon that's strong though. So, I mean, we've seen demons being able to have an impact on the houses that they live in and, and all kinds of stuff. So, it's not out of the ordinary that they can have an impact on inanimate objects but maybe since Daki is so much stronger than other demons that she's able to take that next level with the belt I think is how you kind of explain that away that she's gotten so much more blood that like her control over a belt can become almost like it's a living thing 
So what I'm also considering this, I, I, I guess until we get to the next arc, and this is completely proven wrong, but we're in the entertainment district arc. I expect them to play up like that. Like they play up the show, like literally the flashiness of it all. They're like playing it up a lot. So like that could also go into it of like the theming for like the area that they're in is very like entertainment, very like like a show. Like the opening is like is like a uh, like a show tune almost of how it opens. So I wonder if like maybe that's a part of it too of like things are very bright and flashy in this and like we're able to go to the world of like the unordinary within already the unordinary a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I completely make sense and kind of seeing how they uh, kind of lay into that more will be kind of cool. But the the one thing that we've kind of been waiting for now for what this is the fifth episode is we finally do kind of get a full wife reveal. Obviously, we've kind of seen yeah. the intro and the outro. So all three of them are alive, which I didn't know if that was actually going to really be the case or not. I mean, when you when you kind of have a group of three, you kind of assume maybe one died, sacrificed himself for the other one. So it's good to see that one's obviously kind of been poisoned or really hurt. The other two were kind of saved by... Uh, Inosuke and um, Zanetsu, but we are going to acknowledge the fact that they're just the girl versions of the big three, though, right? Yes, you you told me this right before we got on this uh, on this call, and it like blew my mind when I saw it. Like it's not one to one, but you can very clearly like. Exp- I think the woman I should really know the wife's names, but we just met on this episode. Um, that looks like Inosuke. Like those are eerily similar. You put those next to each other without his mask on. Those are then Tanjiro and his kind of counterpart a lot more. The Zenetsu one's a little bit more far apart, but yeah, but, but I just think it's a little like too the on the nose. Yeah, yeah, they hit the archetypes at least. So I, I'm starting to wonder. Do you think Tengen came to the Butterfly Mansion with the goal of getting the three that looked like his wives? Do you think he'd be? Obviously, everyone knows about Tanjiro. He's met Tanjiro. Yeah. He knows what he looks yeah. like, and he probably at this point knows who he's traveling with. I think, think it's just a coincidence. I think he saw something in that group. I think he was like, hmm, this group reminds me of another group. Not going to think about it too long, but I'm going to go after them. Yeah, so I I know it's just kind of more of a fun part. I, I'd be really curious. Like, I'm sure there's probably some quote somewhere if, if um, the manga-kun uh, made it on purpose to kind of look like that, or if it was just kind of how he wanted to design the characters. So I, I'd love to kind of get some information on that. But it's just fun kind of seeing the counterparts and kind of meeting them. Obviously, we're going to have a bigger cast than normal. I feel like if they are going to kind of stick around and help a little bit, seven characters is a lot bigger of a cast than we normally have on kind of the Demon Slayer side. So it'll be cool to see how they kind of balance that. It's not what we're used to. It's usually a big three, maybe, and maybe Hashira. So adding in a couple more characters and seeing more unique interactions is always awesome. Because usually it's just the main core in Demon Slayer. It feels like it has the smallest expanded cast out of any kind of main shonen we've really watched. Yeah, and we got a lot of time with our, our main three, so I'm excited to see it open up a little bit and to get this like new dimension in. Yeah, and I mean, obviously Tengen kind of shows up at the end, bursts through the fucking ceiling, kind of does some more damage to the belt, and then we even get to see kind of a little snippet of like how different he was treating his wives, how they kind of came together, and how much he kind of really cares about him. I mean, I kind of forget what, what your feelings were on Tengen when we first kind of met him, but... Is he changing a little bit for you? Or are you still not vibing with him? How are you feeling about Tengen after a little bit more information and some fighting? I'm liking him a lot more. And I really like how they introduce Hashira, like whenever they show up, because they show up and they have to show how impactful and powerful they are in one scene. And they did that here because he yeah. shows up and you're like, oh, no, no, no. Like this is, he's the real deal. Like he's, he is here to throw down. And I really like that. I don't know. I'm, I, even though we got like a little tease of what he could do, I just want to see more of like his abilities and his fighting prowess because 
Oh, you know, he's just going to pop up at some point. At some point, you just have to pop off. It's literally like things are getting real flashy. Like you were saying earlier, they're leading really into the show, the flashy aspect, obviously who he is. So you're not just going to bring in a Hashira like him and then not use him in a really fucking awesome way. So I'm really looking forward to when that comes. But yeah, he's definitely kind of grown on me more and more. I love kind of seeing the interaction with his wives. and, And now that they're safe, I'm sure he'll probably even go harder than he has been to this point. Because now once they're out of harm's way, he doesn't really have anything to worry about. So I think while combat started this kind of episode, it's really going to start in the next one or two. Once they get there, once Tanjiro actually has to start kind of going, when Nezuko comes out, um, it'll be really interesting. Which is obviously where we know Demon Slayer kind of shines. So I'm very kind of excited about this. I'm sure you've already heard, and most people that are kind of watching now, you've probably even heard snippets of how amazingly animated season two is, especially towards the end. So it only gets better from here. So I'm, I'm incredibly excited to kind of see how that turns out. So uh, I was going to say UFO Table does an amazing job of all that. But do you know how they actually pronounce their name? They don't pronounce it UFO Table. It's like Ufoto. It's like... Ufo Tabaru. Uh, yeah. why, why do they call it Ufo? Why did they call it Ufo? It's UFO. Yeah, I, I knew it was different. I had no idea how to pronounce it, but I knew it wasn't you. I've never heard someone call it UFO table. <laughs> I've been calling it UFO table for the longest time now. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, we're, we're, we're great. <laughs> we're clearly experts on Demon Slayer over here, but I, I think that kind of wraps up a lot of what I wanted to get to during the episode. Obviously, as we kind of get more into the kind of fighting episodes, there won't be as much to dive into. Be more about Taisha Secrets, talking about power-ups and all this. So um, unless you got anything else to bring up, I think we just got the Taisha Secret left. Yeah, let's jump into it. So here is the Taisho secret. So the name that they use for the uh, the woman ninjas, Kuno Ichi, uh, actually gets its origins in a cant phrase. So you might heard of cant before uh, if you're if you play D anD D because you know thieves cant. Essentially, what it is, it's like a hidden language inside of another like language, and they put it in there as a way to like communicate. Like if we're talking in English and I start throwing out some like buzzwords and jargon, you get a clue at what I'm actually speaking about. But people around you don't really understand. So it actually gets its origin um, because if you break up into three parts, ku no ichi. Uh, so if you take the uh, hiragana letter ku, uh, the katakana letter no, and then the kanji for ichi, and you put them all together, um, it actually makes the kanji for woman. Uh, so it's mm. like a way of saying woman without actually directly saying woman, like a secret way to say it. And so this was just a way to say woman. But like in the 17th century, there was like this ninja handbook written and they describe like a special like art of uh, uh, ninjutsu called Kunoichi no Jutsu, which was basically all about like women like infiltrating like palaces and stuff and like going into espionage. And so then after that moment is when Kunoichi started referring to uh, women ninjas. That's actually sick as fuck. Yeah, it's so cool, isn't it? Yeah, where do you you just Google like what? Where do you come up with that? Like, where do you go down that like rabbit hole? Uh, usually, I just like look for certain words or phrases um that they don't translate to English because they're usually probably important for some reason. And I start diving into like what that is. So she was just like, "Oh yeah, we're Kunoichi or whatever." I was like, "Okay, well, what what is that? Like, let's go figure out what that is." No, yeah, that that that's super cool, and I think. Um, it, uh, yeah, it is really cool. Uh, Demon Slayer does do a really good job of kind of being historical, historically accurate on a lot of that kind of stuff. Obviously, 
when you i guess it is from japan so of course they're just going to use the language because it's more built in their culture but it doesn't feel like you could have just easily just said women ninja and i kind of translated over but um yeah that, I, that's I think that's oh, shit. that is something super important is that like when, whenever uh, people are translating it over for the dub or the sub or whatnot, you have to make sure that you translate it with like enough accuracy that you can directly translate some things, but leave other things pretty vague because there's a lot of just like, even in English has this, a lot of like words with like really important meaning, not because of like what the word means, but like the significance of certain words. So like yeah. translation is such a hard job and like, one of like the most like uh overlooked parts about like the industry the anime industry right now is like how good the translators are yeah it, it's always been amazing like i yeah i remember kind of early on when i'd watch some stuff like there'd be some like kind of sketchy kind of like uh subs and stuff like that but i mean recently I, it feels like amazing and people are kind of getting to the point where they're actually kind of applauding um how good it is like even kind of more on the on a more mainstream level but yeah i guess that's kind of getting off top that's kind of more of a general kind of anime stuff but it's cool we're just we're here to talk Demon Slayer, but we're here to talk anime and all that kind of stuff. But I think that's about all we have for today. We'll be back for episode six coming up soon. If you want to stay up to date on everything that we are doing, make sure to go over to youtube.com slash class1a or go over to twitter.com slash class1a pod. We also do do a My Hero Academia podcast. I can keep up to date as we're in the off season. We're just kind of going through whatever topic we kind of feel like. But season six is getting closer and closer by the day. So make sure to be all the way up to date over there as well if you're excited for the new season uh, My Hero that's coming out. But Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Demon Slayer Chronicles. We hope you all enjoyed it, and we will see you all next time.